1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show today. I was joined by my friend Shoshana Weissman from R Street Institute, one of my favorite guests. Uh, it's always a great time talking to Shoshana. I, I think you guys really enjoy it. We covered, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. I, th- I think you guys will like it. Before I get to Shoshana, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Bulk Munitions. Guys, I'm so excited to work with Bulk Munitions. Uh, we've all been complaining about ammo shortages for a decade. <laughs> At this point, um, and those complaints are just not necessary anymore because Bulk Munitions has you covered. Um, I'm constantly looking for nine millimeter. I'm constantly looking for for two two three or five five six. Um, they they have a, a wide selection of all that and more in stock, ready to ship. Um, and if you don't have an AR or a 9, they've, they've got anything you need, they have in stock 40, 45, 308, 38 special, 12 gauge, 22, 380, 357, whatever you need, they have right now at bulkmunitions.com. No back orders, and they don't sell it unless they have it ready to ship. All orders ship within two business days, no more waiting around. And I always love working with companies that share the values that I put forth every Monday and Wednesday on this podcast, and the folks at Bulk Munitions are on the same page. They're absolutely on the same page with us. Um, they started the company because while there is a number of other decent a- online ammo retailers, those guys are looking out for their own interests, and the folks at Bulk Munitions want their work to serve a higher purpose. That's why they tithe at least 10% of their profits to Christian-based and Second supporting nonprofits. Um, and if all that is not great enough, uh, Bulk Munitions is offering this audience a limited-time offer. The first 25 people to use the promo code TNGP21 will receive a free black Blackhawk magazine case of your choice, either a soft sided case for pistols or a hard sided case for AR 15 mags. Um, you get that absolutely free with using the promo code TNGP21 on all purchases over a hundred bucks um you can go to bulk munitions.com slash tngp to see the special offer once again that is bulk munitions.com slash tngp use the promo code tngp21 uh stock up your ammo box and get that free blackhawk mag case on the house and guys if you haven't already please follow us on twitter at no gimmicks pod please subscribe on itunes soundcloud google play spotify wherever you get your podcast make sure to subscribe and if you like the show and want to get involved you can support us monthly over on patreon patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast Without further ado, the great Shoshana Weissman. All right, guys, we're here with my friend Shoshana Weissman. Shoshana, how you been?
0: Really good. Thanks for having me. How've you been?
1: I've been great. Just living the dream. Living the dream here in Ohio. It's, uh, I think it's going to be like seventy degrees today. Which it yeah.
0: we had two and a half feet
1: of snow on the ground a couple of weeks ago, so.
0: Yeah, D.C. is warmed up really fast. It's so nice. It's been freezing cold here. I'm so happy.
1: And then it'll be 95 and humid for six months. So that'll be awesome in D.C.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't wait.
1: So we have a ton, a ton to get to. And I know you hate diving into the partisan politics stuff. So I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my and if I fail, just tell me to shut up. I'm fine with that. (laughs) But um, I'm trying my best to to avoid just the the partisan bickering and stuff. But um, I, let's start here. My audience is is pretty evenly split, probably fifty fifty between libertarians and conservatives. And from both perspectives, we've been getting beat up pretty good <laughs> in the last yeah. the last year. show. we're we're taking a lot of shots lately. You know, the Democrats have unified control of the federal government. They just passed another two trillion in spending. You know, the, the attacks on the free speech, the culture war stuff, the, the book banning and all that. And then there's all this big government populism on the right <laughs> that's infiltrated the Republican Party, the Josh Hawley's of the world, for instance, a name I, I try not to say. It's like Voldemort. Um, <laughs> so but we're, we're taking hits on all sides right now. Um, you focus on, on regulatory reform and you're, you also probably have the cheeriest disposition of, of anybody I know working in politics right now. So <laughs> what, what's some good news? Uh, you guys over at R Street, uh, wh- where have you been making progress in your neck of the woods lately?
0: Oh, man, lots. I mean, 230 reform is kind of like chilling out a lot, which helps because <laughs> that would be a terrible idea. Oh, my gosh. Um, people are starting to wake up there a little bit. Um, on licensing, there's lots and lots of stuff all over. Like, different states just want to make progress. Um, and there's new stuff, too. Like, in Missouri. This uh, state rep I love introduced a bill to allow foreign medical, sc- like foreign doctors who come here to work as long as their training matches up pretty well, and they have provisions to show how to do that. But if that passes, like that's enormous. Like people on the left and right have been screaming for years about this because, like, I you know, um, on on the left they're like, hey, immigrants can't work, and on the right they're like doctors like hello rural health because right. immigrant doctors tend to work in more rural areas like they serve america really well and a huge portion of our um our um uh, healthcare care workforce are is made up of immigrants so we should make it easier for them to come here because we also have a shortage and all that right but um that could be really exciting and even the fact that it's introduced and it doesn't seem to be getting a lot of pushback that's like enormous So there's just like tons and tons of really good stuff happening. Um, You know, there's always frustrating and bad stuff here and there, but like on the state level, as much bad stuff as there is, there's a lot of good stuff that seems to be gaining traction. Um, Lots of states also trying to do universal licensing recognition, so you can move to their state and work and get your license switched instead of like waiting a year before you're allowed to work in the profession you know best. So it's really exciting. and also just a lot of the stuff that was suspended during the pandemic being codified, like alcohol, um, deregulation, stuff like right. that. So, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated regularly, but there's a lot of stuff going on that makes me really excited. With the,
1: I, It's been probably over a year, so I can't remember where I read it. It might have been in the journal. Um, but aren't we facing or weren't we facing before this like a, a, a serious shortage of doctors?
0: And we still are, um, basically like the, it's projected to be super high and it's created by us because it was, so it was a government combined with, um, like, like a lot of the, the infrastructure for, um for medical schools and for doctors, they thought we were going to have too many doctors. And that was the prevailing knowledge in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Like, could you imagine these idiots in 2005 just being like, huh, maybe this wasn't such a great idea, guys. So we literally put in policies through all these institutions to limit the amount of doctors we were creating, let alone, you know, um, uh, uh, letting immigrate here and letting work here. But um I legitimately yeah,
1: after- can't think of a reason that you'd want to have less doctors.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Out of all the so, professions. They tried to make it less um attractive to become a doctor. Right. They tried to make the process harder, less fun, and it's idiotic. So there yeah. there's so many different parts of the process. This is just one that's going to be fixed, but um I mean, there, there's, it, it's so frustrating and it, it's hard to know where to start, but like the fact that we created this issue and now we have to fix it. And like, you know, there's this greatness, Niskanen Center report um, explaining exactly how we created it. It goes through like every detail showing exactly how this happened. And it's just stunning. Um so this is really exciting because especially during the pandemic, um, three states allowed doctors to come here and work and they were blue states, which is exciting. Right. Um, so, you know, they didn't all let them work as like full doctors, but they at least let them do some stuff in the medical field, which is better than nothing. That's enormous. And the fact that we're like, let's see if we can codify this and make it a little bit better and bigger. That's just huge. So um basically the bill would say like look if you're like from switzerland or france and like your training is like our training you know you can transfer in and if not maybe you can transfer in at a certain level and then complete some more training until it matches up with ours but that's better than uh, you have to basically start over guys sorry right,
1: right. yeah and, and the universal licensing is, is huge for federalism too because it lets people it makes a lot easier for people to vote with their feet too you know it lets it, it's easier makes it easier for people to move you know like if you if you hate. New York's policies or the fact that Andrew Cuomo just killed 10,000 seniors and harassed a bunch of women and want to leave the state, but you'd have to like redo all of your, your regulatory stuff if you wanted to move to Florida or whatever. Getting rid of that those barriers makes it a lot easier for people to move and, and uh, puts more pressure on, on bad politicians if they see people losing their states and stuff like that. So that's definitely an issue I think everybody should get behind.
0: Oh, yeah. It's super exciting to see it spread so much. I mean, there were a bunch of states that did it last year, more this year. Most of these aren't perfect. They're still like some exemptions and it's not perfect. It's a lot better than it was though. And to have these processes that we can at least work to expand that, that's all we need because we're not going to get it perfect the first time on pretty much anything. But if we can start making that progress, like let's start here and let's start expanding and showing, Hey, a few people did it. It's safe. Let's let more people do it and just really get to the point where there's mobility.
1: One quick thing before we move on, I just saw on, on your Twitter feed or right before the podcast, um, What's this about in California? If you're getting a license plate, like you can't put like 69 on your license plate or something. Like what yeah, is this nonsense?
0: I just learned about this last night. I really <laughs> want to do something on it. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do on it yet. Um, So stay tuned. But um, yeah, you can't use 69 on your license plate. And like, I'm sorry. I love dumb, creepy jokes and stuff like that. So I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, like we should, we should be letting people put 69 on their license plates. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, you know, calm down, nanny state. So there, there's a lot of uh, regulations like that, that I'm trying to like see. And especially ones that relate to profanity. I'm always here for reforming. (laughs) Um, but yeah, apparently that one's relatively common. (laughs) If I, if
1: that doesn't unite the country against big government, I don't know what will.
0: Uh, but there are there's other
1: examples, just minor things that people aren't talking about that I have seen some progress on in this horrific year of big government that we've seen. You know, like there's I think there's something like 18 states or something that had that currently have uh, legislation in in the state house or state senate right now, or they're at least debating um, getting rid of the death penalty. And I think that's huge. I, I you know I yeah. do not believe that the state should have the authority to decide who lives or dies. I I, I don't trust the state with with any decisions of, of any importance, let alone you know an issue as big as life and death. So that's I know that's not something yeah. that a lot of people are focusing on, but I, I believe it's like 18 different states that's are at cute. least debating that legislation right now.
0: And I'm here for that, too, because it, everything you're saying, I mean, we execute far too many innocent people, like any more than one is too many, and yeah. we do execute innocent people. Oddly enough, Sean Hannity turned me on to it when I was a teenager, because I remember... Really? Yeah. Like he had a segment, I think about how someone was executed, but like they were clearly innocent. And he's like, look, if this can happen, we shouldn't have the death penalty. Like it's yeah. as simple as that. And Hannity's a very different person now, but I, I was with him on that. And it actually convinced me also, like, you know, in a perfect world, the death penalty would work, but in a perfect world, we wouldn't need the death penalty. So it's like, you know, you have to consider policies that can only work in worlds where we wouldn't right. need them. And I think that's something that like, we don't think about too much, but it, it, it that's really up there with it. But I will say, I do think it is constitutional, not that it's good, right. but it's constitutional, but you can also constitutionally prevent it. You know, it, it's, it, it works like that. So I'm glad the states are taking uh, action there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things that are constitutional that are wrong. <laughs>
0: you <know>? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> lots. And, and another uh another thing that
1: i'm i'm trying to stay positive before i get super negative here in, in a couple of minutes but i do think and it it's not even a positive point but i do think a lot of people are seeing through a lot of parents are seeing through the the public schooling racket <laughs> as well i mean they're yeah. seeing the these teachers unions refuse to go back to work and all that they're seeing the effects um, that all this nonsense is having on their kids. I mean, if, you know, a lot of homeschooling is just skyrocketing right now, and folks are figuring out ways to send their kids to private schools or charter schools, stuff like that. And I think that that is a bright spot. I think the more we we privatize education, the better chance we have of remaining free <laughs> in, in the future, quite frankly. So I think that's. I, I think this past year uh, during the the pandemic and everything has opened a lot of people's eyes to the problems in the in the education system. I think.
0: Yeah. And I do like that there's added flexibility. I mean, with, with kids uh, going to school at home, like I don't think it's good for kids to stay like that forever, but in some cases kids need to be able to get their educations from home. And we haven't like enabled that, which is ridiculous. But like when I was a teenager, I had a ton of diseases that were undiagnosed. The school let me have home instruction for like four months and then said, if I didn't come back to school, they were going to take me away from my parents. I had undiagnosed Crohn's disease, endometriosis, fibromyalgia, um, uh, what else do I have? Insulin resistance. Um, and, um, what, what I'm trying to remember. Yeah. PCOS, endometriosis, fibromyalgia, insulin resistance. And man, why can't I remember my fifth disease? Um, crap.
1: There's just so many.
0: Yeah. I I I think I don't think I said Crohn's, but yeah, whatever. I have five diseases, but they weren't diagnosed and I was struggling really hard. The school psychologist said um, that I was making it up, that I just wanted to get out of school. I was a straight A student. But like if you know, I would have loved to have home instruction. I was bored at home all day. And you'd be surprised how often kids get really sick for shorter, long periods of time and need that home instruction. So, you know, I, I'm all for every level of flexibility from um homeschooling to like private schools to anything that works for them. Um and I'm hoping that that it stays that they're gonna allow kids who need it or, you know, for whatever reason might need to spend a few months, even a few years, uh, doing school at home will be allowed to do that. Um you know i think that's something that I, I that i've wanted forever and thinking now i'm like we should make sure the flexibility stays uh, seriously like i remember a bunch of my classmates um had various diseases some had colitis um others i think one had fibromyalgia but hers was she couldn't handle hers as well as i could mine just because you know different bodies and stuff but yeah. um these are kids that like we spent tons and tons of money on for home instruction for periods instead of like hey maybe they can just conference into class and right. that be how it works for a limited period of time or even a long period um let alone other things but basically i think that the school system wastes a ton of money by not doing that and also like I, school was hell for me I, I remember my teachers would call my parents and say look she's in a lot of pain like i know that you know you can't do anything but like it's really hard to watch her like be in pain in my class all the time yeah um and so, yeah, like for me, I just think about all the flexibility, all the added benefits there. And even like you're saying, just reevaluating, is this education worth it? Um, right. So I, I, I kind of see all angles. Also, my dad's a high school teacher. But um I, I think about that a lot, that like, you know, he'd be happy to go back into class, but he's trying to make the best of it. But his students aren't showing up. And it, there there's so many different dimensions to this. But I hope that like. You know, after a tough year, we take the best lessons from it and just increase flexibility, but somehow find a way to increase accountability, because I think a lot of accountability measures just aren't the smart way to measure things, but also not having accountability measures is also not the way to do things.
1: Right. And I think people have really, they've seen how powerful the unions truly are. I don't know if a lot of parents realized that before, you know, just how much control um, these teachers unions had over their children's education, and now you're seeing yeah. it now where they, you, they they control the the whole deal. And um, you know, you look at you know the teachers unions refusing to go back to work. It's like man, where's Ronald Reagan when you need him? You know, they could use the the air traffic controllers treatment right about now, I'd say. But yeah, you know, I, I was just talking to some friends of ours the other day at dinner, and they they uh they have three kids, and they realize that their kids uh they got done with their schoolwork every day in about an hour, yeah, an hour yeah. or two hours maybe, and they're like. What are they doing all day? That's yeah, cool. like there's, it's actually not hard. From mo- both, I mean, obviously there's exceptions, of course, of course. I'm not trying to belittle anybody's children, but you know, for the vast majority of kids, you can get done in two or three hours, not eight. You know, so I think maybe oh, this yeah. will lead to some policy changes moving forward. Um, enough with uh, positive stuff. I want to get a little negative, and it, I'm hoping that you just disagree with everything I say um, for the rest of the podcast. I would love I that. Would. <laughs> hopefully hopefully um but doesn't feel like we're losing people like you and i like it it really does feel like we're losing right now like we've seen the relationship between the state and the citizens radically change over the last year and uh and it's not just on the left i mean it's like i said it's infiltrating the, the gop as well i mean it's it's easy to blast Josh Hawley and these clowns.
0: For, it is easy. <laughs> it is easy,
1: and it's fun, and I'm going to continue doing it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, you know, th- these idiots that want to nationalize big tech and, and all this nonsense. But and then the left agrees with them, though. Okay, like the left, it's not that they want to allow conservative speech or something. They want to nationalize big tech to, to silence conservatives once and for all, right? So it's like when we're when we're sticking up for free markets, when we're fighting for the free markets, like we're up against 75 percent of the country. You know, we're up against the entire left, and now half the right. So it's like it, it almost feels like we're losing our our audience. Like that, the, the appetite for freedom and for free markets is declining in the country. That's what it seems like to me. So hopefully, hopefully you disagree.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, well, so I I feel that way a lot, but um, it's it's just really complicated. Um, so like. I, uh, sorry, I'm trying to think exactly how to break it down. So on on one side you have the holly types who are like they want everyone to freedom exactly in the way they see fit, and that's not freedom. No. Like I'm sorry, sir. Um, people not publishing your book, isn't like <laughs> against the First Amendment. It's like, no. for fuck's sake. like I just can't deal yeah. with him. His crap. You know, I I'm not sure they made the right decision. I dislike him, so maybe <laughs> they did. But um. But if, you know, his claims there just conflate so many things. And also just he lies about a lot. He's a very smart guy. And then on the left, they want to ban everything that, like, they don't think is appropriate. Um, and there are certainly exceptions to it. But I, I will say that there's, like, lots and lots of different factions. Um, and it's it's just I think you're right that the appetite for freedom is down, whether freedom of contract, freedom of, like, reading stuff that you want to read or saying stuff you want to say. It's really frustrating Um, but I will say this, this has always been there. I mean, you know, it's only recently that, that Republicans in, in certain cases have been against like mandating standing for the flag and, you know, stuff like that, the kneeling stuff, um, you know, there's lots of stuff or a flag burning. There's another example, like those have always been things. So I think that it's, it's just like our Overton window is shifting. It's not bigger or smaller. It's just different. I think it grows and shrinks over time, but, um, like, yeah, not really that
1: think... it doesn't, not this quick. Like, it's happening so quickly. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the disturbing thing to me. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, it's like, just the, the,
0: yeah, the Overton
1: yeah. window is shifting so rapidly that it's like... I think that's where it feels like we're losing. You know what I mean? No,
0: I feel you. And and I know what you mean. I just never want to be conceited of the present because I can right. be very like impulsive to that. And I think that's just a human nature thing. But I think that it might just be shifting quick because our news is so fast these days. Like, you know, it wasn't always this fast. And as news is fast, the way our minds change is going to be fast. And it's not always a good thing, but I think it's kind of how it's going to be. Right. Um so I attribute it to that more than anything else. Like I, I and mean, things will get worse and better, but you always need people fighting against it because otherwise, like the bad crap will take over.
1: Right. I, I think for a lot of this we're partially to blame. And I like I'm 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 admitting guilt here, but I'm just saying like people like us, people on our side, um people who share our views on free markets are partially to blame here. Um mm-hmm. you know, like as the left's move to to silence the right. Like, all we did, and I've said this stupid line a million times on the show. I cringe thinking about it. But for a a lot of the time, we wouldn't even engage in these debates. Like, all we would say, we'd give the lazy, stupid line, they're private companies, they can do whatever they want. It's like, well, no shit. No shit. Of course. Of course. Of course private companies can do whatever (laughs) they want. I still believe that. That's common sense capitalism. I I get it. But really, that's the best we could come up with. Like, banning books is still wrong, right? Like, that's the thing. Right. Like, we, sh- like we should have started there. Yes, you're right. Censorship is bad. It's evil. We shouldn't be doing it. This is why getting government involved would make it ten times worse. Like, that should have been our argument, but it, we didn't. Like, we just kind of laughed it off. And I don't mean with Josh Holly, He's a clown. But I mean oh, with people with yeah. legitimate grievances. You know, like— Fahrenheit four fifty one is still evil. It doesn't matter if it's Woodrow Wilson sending the fire trucks to burn the books, or if it's Jeff Bezos sending the fire trucks to burn the books. It's still wrong. So like I think yeah. we should have been acknowledging, we should have been more sympathetic to the conservative argument. Because like we're getting laughed out of the arena. You know, I, I see a lot of people on the right like the people that we desperately need to win over to yeah. our side are laughing at us because we didn't help them. We 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 offered them nothing other than Amazon can do whatever they want. It's like, yeah, okay, 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 yes, of course. But it's like we, like those people are our allies, right? Or at least the people that. It, it's tough. I, I don't see us convincing a ton of leftists to embrace free markets right now. And maybe that'll change in the future. Parties change, things change. But right now it's, it's the people on the right are going to be the people that we can convince to actually give a shit about free markets. And like, we didn't help those people out when they needed our help. I I feel like I feel guilty about that. I actually feel guilt about that. And I think we're kind of, we're reaping what we sowed over the last decade or not you and I specifically, just like people that believe the way we do. Like we're reaping what we've sowed over the last 10, 15 years, if that makes sense.
0: No, I agree. Um uh, to a degree, but like so so part of the issue is that these con- that in some case these so-called conservatives also like want to mandate that Amazon carry the things oh, right, they right. And that's not freedom. So like no. you can't, you know, I don't feel bad for like yelling at people who are arguing like legitimately against freedom, but even with the cancel culture stuff, I mean there's always al- there really are alternative ways. Like I think it's dumb to have like all all the canceled stuff um actually i think a really good model is turner classic movies um i'm a big old movie fan and like there's a lot of racism, and like really oh, bad yeah. racism, like blackface and oh yeah you know, especially the way they portray chinese people it's like it's almost comical that they write it off that way because it's so jarring to be like holy yeah. crap that's like how they portrayed them but um in, in the intro to a lot of movies, they'll say, "Look, some of this might be jarring to you." And even though it's a warning, I don't think it's so much a warning to be like, "Oh, you can't handle this," but more like, "Hey, it's not like we're supporting this, but like right. this is what was there at the time." And I think doing stuff like that is is the good way to do it. um yeah. And I actually wish TCM would get a little more praise for it. And they show great movies. And even when there's racism in it, it really shows you like the way things were at the time Um, and and like how showing that racism shows you like how society evolved and stuff. Um, Yeah. But that said with like companies banning the, the Dr. Seuss, I just, I don't, I haven't read into it too much, but it looks really stupid on every end. Like it's just, it's really dumb and it's like, can we please calm down? Like, Oh my gosh. Like it's just, it's silly. I I also think some of that outrage is silly just because it's like, guys, this isn't the biggest thing on our list, but I also get that it's really dumb that they're banning it. But, um, but also, it's just, you know, alternative ways, like for, you know, seriously, because like, if these companies keep banning things in the, you know, on the same scale, they're going to be selling nothing at a very, you know, soon point. And then other places will be like, we're not banning anything, you can buy anything here. And it really is a free market issue. Um, Because people like if I can't get the stuff I need, if I like want a Dr. Seuss book and can't get it there, I'm going to stop buying there. I mean, in, in smaller examples, there's clothing I can no longer really find on Amazon. So now I go elsewhere to find. It. um and it's you know it's a different kind of thing but people are just going to go where they can get the things they want um and also people don't like to be scolded all the time it's like okay like we get it but like leave me alone so if there if there can be competitors that are that will be like we'll leave you alone you can get whatever you want here um so i i think i really do think the market is the solution maybe not for everything all the time but really on the whole um but that said like i you know i've always had concerns with cancel culture um, and I've never shied from that. The only time when I'm like, shut up is like when people are like, oh, government should like mandate Dr. Seuss stay in these stores. That's <laughs> where I'm like, You guys shut up. But yeah, like I, 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 I really think I've walked the right line on it. I think some people have been too callous about it. Um, I also think there's, I have friends on the left who I admire deeply on most things, but they don't, I don't think understand fully how cancel culture works on both the left and right, because the right will do it to people too. Um, and it's crap. And I hate the, the, like you're done thing. It's, it also goes against what, like, you know, as we're embracing justice reform on like every side of the aisle, like. We we can't say, Oh, we want redemption here, but not if you say something that's bad. Like you can yeah, steal right. a guy's car and get redemption eventually, but not if you say a bad thing once. Like that's I think society's changing a lot and with all the transparency there is, there's a lot of questions. Kind of like that South Park episode where like everyone finds out you can Google your whole like significant other. Right, oh,
1: right, right, right. Yeah.
0: So I really think that is the growing pain we're gonna go through and I think we'll get used to it, but it, it's gonna take some time. Um, yeah, that said, like Cancel culture is stupid, but so is mandate culture. I hate both of them.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Forcing anybody to do anything is a little ridiculous. And but like I, I for anybody that missed it, I do like what uh Turner Classic Movies is doing. And they they've come out and said, like, no, we're not gonna stop playing these classic films. Like, you know, they will put a and it's not even like a warning saying like, you know, trigger warning blackface but it's just yeah. like saying hey this movie was from the 1940s okay like this is you know you have to know what you're gonna, getting into if you're not if you've never been exposed to this i don't think there's anything wrong with putting like a label on it like that it's it's yeah. like obviously the left takes everything 150,000 times too oh. far so like the word trigger warning is ridiculous nowadays they just they throw that around for these ridiculous trivial reasons but like they, originally what that meant was like it's 4th of July and and the the combat vet next door would hang a sign that says yeah. hey I I was in Vietnam. Please keep it down with the fireworks. Like, that's like, or give me a call. Let me know before you start setting off fireworks. Like, that's originally what that meant, like, a a quote-unquote trigger warning. And there's no problem with that. That's not censorship or anything like that. Yeah. So I I, I totally support, uh, one, Turner classic movies having some balls and not just yeah. bowing down and then pulling all, I mean, that would be half their catalog, probably. Yeah. They, they probably cease to exist Seriously. if they, they did, you know, coalesce to the, to the left. But I think they do have the right model there, definitely.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and I think for, like, they probably really do it better than everyone, especially because they don't stop, they engage. They don't remove, right. they add. Like, they've had, like, little shorts on, Um, I, I was half asleep because I fall sick to TCM. I love <laughs> But They have this short on, like, The history of of like blackface and movies with black people, but also like how they are portrayed and all the different sides, like how some of the bad stuff might have helped them grow in certain ways and like make their way into cinema, but like also how that hurt them. And I thought it was a really interesting discussion and it wasn't, you know, no one was shutting anyone down. They're just like trying to grapple with something really difficult, especially because the, you know, the movie mystery in Hollywood has never been like angelic but like back then it was really really sick like the the real deep stuff they allowed to oh, fester yeah. like um there's this actress uh Lupe Velez and and she was Hispanic of course but like She, um, you know, she ended up committing suicide because of how badly she was treated in, in the film industry, how they tossed her away, how they didn't grapple with her like real mental health issues. But, um, but I love that they'll, they'll discuss the deep stuff instead of saying, oh, we can't talk about this. We can't show this because like one, they'd go out of business. Like you're saying, but two, if you don't look at it and you don't understand you know, what the bad things were, you won't know how to avoid them in the future. And and the fact that they engage it on such a deep level, I think is just, it's what everyone should be doing. Like really explaining um, the meaning behind everything and getting really deep with it. And honestly, I bet if TCM was more popular among young people, they might be canceled, you
1: know, right. like,
0: if if their target audience was younger people, there would be that big impetus to cancel them and kind of thankful it's not. But I hope that young people start to like, maybe watch it and take a lesson from like exactly how they engage. Because again, I don't think they will.
1: You know know. why? You know why? Because a bunch of Gen Zers tried to cancel Eminem.
0: (laughs) Oh wait, I didn't see that. What happened? I didn't,
1: I didn't look at the actual, I mean, I'm sure you can obviously anybody who's listened to Eminem at all, you can go through his lyrics and try to probably figure out what they were outraged by. But like, I I did not have on my bingo card for 2021 Gen Z kids being the same as like the uh, early nine early to mid 90s church moms who wanted to ban rap music and stuff did not have that on my bingo card but yeah some Gen Zers they they said that Eminem's offensive and, and needs to be canceled Hilarious. oh my gosh Hilarious. yeah
0: I hadn't seen that one it's just it's so hard <laughs> to follow all the canceling but it, it kind of gets to my point that a lot of the canceling becomes irrelevant like people get canceled and come right back a lot of times like yeah. a lot- times yeah. and it's dumb and stupid and it's like not effective. And I don't know. I, I think we'll get better with this, but you have to remember too. I think that people look at cancel culture and think it's this new thing, but like, it's really old. Like, yeah. you know, not to, not to get all uh lefty here, but you know, trans people were once like, Oh, that's not it. You know, you're not acceptable. Yeah, in yeah. society There were so many things, not like interracial marriage was not acceptable in polite society for a very long time. And I think that, like, we 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 forget that, like, maybe we just all, you know, society is, like, has its norms and the norms aren't always good. And, like, we recreate norms, we change them, we grow them. And it's not always good. It's not always bad. But, like, cancel culture really isn't a new thing. I mean. Uh, again, uh, another
1: example is, I remember, well, I mean, we weren't alive then, but <laughs> um, Barry Goldwater got blasted by the right, absolutely shellacked by the right for saying in, in the late 50s, you know, you don't have to be straight to serve in the military, you just have to shoot straight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great line, by the way. I mean, that's a boss line. But, yeah, I love I mean, it. that. That was a, extre- on, on both the left and the right, an extreme minority opinion in the late 50s.
0: Yeah, but that's exactly it. That like, we, we, you know, cancel culture is really not nothing new. I think it might be being used in a new way to a degree. It's being but praised.
1: Like- it's being praised. It's so prevalent on the left and it's almost like a, not, not unanimous. I I know a lot of liberals that, that I I wish they'd be more public with it. Don't get me wrong, but at (laughs) least privately, um, condemn cancel culture and stuff like that, but it's so accepted on the left and so accepted by the press. Like the fact that it's, these are journalists trying to cancel, trying to censor speech. Right. Like I didn't, if you go back to the fifties or whatever, like you couldn't envision that it was journalists leading the charge on cancel culture. Like that's, that's weird. And that's, horrible and that's why it's so prevalent on the left I think
0: I know what you mean for sure no I I think that's that's all a really really good point um it's I I don't know it's like I think we these are things that we need to grapple with and also see in like a historical context again not to justify any of it but like you know, let's, let's start to think of like, what's the norm? How did we handle it back then? How did we push back effectively back then? Why did things change and figure it out from that perspective? And I'm not playing down some of the crap today because there's lots of crap today, but, um, Again, I think it goes back to conceit of the present that like, you know, people who are like, "Oh, I wish it was the '50s," and I'm like, "Do you know what the '50s were like? Like, there's a lot of problems, bro. Like, so it's, you know, I, uh, as much as I love '50s style, I think we need yeah. to really think about everything in that broader context.
1: Yeah, '50s style was cool, but I like air yeah. conditioning a lot more.
0: Oh, <laughs> so. yeah, oh my gosh, I would die. Like, I just yeah. my body's terrible. I need AC. Yeah.
1: It, well, one more thing before I let you go. I think the toughest part, like, going back to the big tech, the Josh Hawley nonsense, like, the, <laughs> the 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 thing that makes this so difficult, I think, in the censorship debate and the big tech debate is that there's no way to federalize it. Like, it's impossible to federalize these issues. Like, you guys at Our Street, like, yeah. you gain ground by changing policy at the state level, you know, and that that's where a yeah. most real – and that's why, you know – people need to understand don't run for Congress run for the state house. You're going to get a lot more done in the state legislature than you are in Congress. Um, And, but it's like, how do you, you can't federalize these issues. Like when it comes to the internet, like that's not possible. You can't federalize the internet. Like it would be a lot easier to, to make changes. Like if, if Texas could declare themselves a censorship free zone and then California could just ban everything except for Harry Potter and the communist manifesto. (laughs) Like if that's what they want, right? Like who cares? But that's not how the internet works. So, like our, our system wasn't built to handle things that can't be dealt with and debated and, and gone through on the state level. Like we are, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, these these fifty great experiments, right, in in self government. And and it's just you can't do that with the internet. And I think that's why we're at this impasse. That's why like we can't quite figure it out.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that, no, you know, America's still grappling with stuff that, like, we might have dealt with locally, but now we have to deal with federally or even just in lots of different places. It's kind of the same with universal licensing recognition. Like, to their credit, most licensing boards and states didn't mean to lock out other people. They just didn't think, oh, wait, what about other states? Because, right. you know, there's mobility and stuff, but there weren't as many licenses. And I, also, I have a feeling people weren't moving around as much. You know, people lived their whole lives in the same town. So these issues, I, I think they must have dealt with them informally at a certain point. But now that I'm this formalized and people move all over all the time, like, you know, it it, it changes the way we have to grapple with certain things. Um, and I think the internet is one of these things too. It affects people everywhere, but like it can't, you can't have a patchwork of laws and that like make it so only Facebook can even like afford to operate in this country. Um, and it's stuff that we have to grapple with, but I wish we were grappling with it instead of trying to like put in really, really freaking dumb laws that make no sense.
1: Yeah. I mean the the <laughs> the, the university licensing stuff is fun. Like any anything that like I, I'm in a rock and roll band and this is just a good example. Yeah. And you know, it's just I, I've been you know, we've played shows in I think forty six states. You know, we've been all over. And um you know, I, it's actually illegal federally now, but we used to work with uh I me and the guys in the band used to work with a vape shop. Uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they they designed all these uh, they made all these specific flavors of vape juice specifically for our band to sell no. on our on our website. We had our own line of like vape stuff, That's but it's so like each state at the time had different laws on who yeah. can sell vape products so we're like we sh- we're showing up to a venue every day we're in a different state and we're googling are we allowed to sell this stuff we're a bunch of gun owners so it's like every state has different gun laws so it's like yeah. every day as we're rolling into town it's like all right are we felons today or not <laughs> like we know we're not in ohio but are we in michigan who knows <laughs> you know it's yeah. hard to keep track of so yeah that that's definitely an issue that i uh, i take i have a lot of personal uh history with, with a lot of these laws.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And also our street works on harm reduction. I, I didn't really, I used to think vaping kind of sucked and I still make fun of people for vaping. That's said, no, oh, I know I've, I've got it right here. So. I know. I know. I'm <laughs> making fun of you. For... No. Um, a lot of people, um, like get quit smoking because of vaping. And mm-hmm. when I realized the stats and how much and how flavors help, I'm like, I'm all here for that. And it's crazy because I've seen like even government entities that said, yeah, you can use vaping to quit smoking, take it off their websites when it didn't, when it wasn't popular anymore. And that just disgusted me so much because like, yeah, like it's, you know, it's not good if kids are getting into this and we want to stop that to the degree we can. So I'm flexible in laws that can stop underage vaping and stuff, but like we need, we really, really need to stop like, you know, stopping people from switching from combustibles to something that is way less bad for them. Oh like, yeah. A lot of estimates have it at like 95% less bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the stuff that I vape now, like um, it has, I've, I've weaned myself way down on nicotine. That's awesome. And so it's like, it's hard. It's more just a physical habit than a chemical habit at this point. It's just something to have in my hand and to fiddle with when I'm working and stuff like that. But it's like, I, I know the company who makes my vape juice. There's literally three or four ingredients. It's like the vegetable glycerin and then some flavors a tiny bit of nicotine and, water (laughs) you know it's like there's really nothing harmful in there really except for the nicotine but you know and just like you know for businesses like my band we're a traveling business it's yeah. stressful to figure out what's going on on a state-to-state level if you are going and selling products in different states every day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you know, changing some of these laws would help you know, traveling businesses out a lot. But All right, so I, uh, I already kept you longer than I promised I would, as always. You should, you're, probably, <laughs> you, you're probably used to it at this point, but before I let you go, Shoshana, uh, thanks so much for doing this. Where can everybody uh, follow you online and keep in touch with you and all that good stuff?
0: Thank you um rstreet.org um, is where you're going to find most of my stuff and senator shashana on twitter is where you'll find the rest
1: <laughs> everybody check out rstreet everybody follow Shoshana, she's great that's all i got for today i'm brady leonard i'll be back on monday no gimmicks <laughs>